0: effective interactions with your clients. You A, wanna be really open to any feedback that they give you, but you have to teach clients often how to give feedback because not everybody is as versed as we are in giving and receiving feedback. So it's hard for the everyday person.
1: Welcome to Salman Farsi Experience. In this show, we'll be covering everything a new entrepreneur needs to know to set up their business and how you can grow and scale your business in the shortest possible time. If you have a question in mind, go to salmanfarsi.co/ask and submit your question. We might answer it in the next episode. Let's begin our today's episode. Today we have an amazing guest. Adol Wizaka With over a decade of experience in design field and master in fine arts in graphic design, Adol now helps creative artists and designers who want to earn full-time income from their passion to successful launch and run their high-end graphics design businesses. She has a gift for you guys. Stick to the end to find out what it is. Let's start. Did I pronounce it right?
0: It's close. <laughs> it's all right.
1: <laughs> okay. So, for a listener who don't know about you, tell me about yourself, uh, uh, how did you start it? Why are you not today? Basically, your story. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, as you said, my name's Adele, um, I'm, uh, I'm from Alaska, and I've been running my branding agency where we provide graphic and web design for the past 10 years. And over the pandemic year, uh, I put together a graphic design course uh, for students who are learning graphic design in a remote environment because uh, I also teach uh, university graphic design and wanted to bring that knowledge uh, to, in a more accessible way to freelancers and creatives all over the world.
1: <laughs> okay. What inspired you to shift your working in your design agency to cultivate a worldwide creative community as a teacher and mentor?
0: Yeah, so as I said, I've been providing design yeah. for NGOs mm-hmm. and nonprofits for the past 10 years. Uh, but over the pandemic, I just noticed, you know, a lot of people wanting to go more remote or struggling to find design works. So I wanted to provide an interface where they could learn the design skills, the business skills, and the marketing skills that they need to excel. Uh, so that's why I put together the course. And it's really the culmination of what I've been able to put together in my branding agency and provide for my clients. I've now packaged that in a way that other creatives can learn how to achieve that um, and sell those packages to their design clients. Um, and I also just really enjoy mentoring and working with you know younger designers. It's collaboration as a creative, I think is really powerful.
1: What mistake have you done in these last 10 years?
0: I'm sure I've done a lot of mistakes. I think for me, I was isolated in a lot of the beginning of my business. And I don't think that's the best way to, you know, get better at skills or to be around um, other creatives. So I was in northern Alaska when I started my business in a small cabin and um, just didn't have a lot of other entrepreneurs to be around or graphic designers. So eventually I left and that gave me an opportunity to um, interface just more with entrepreneurial communities. So that's always what I suggest to my design students as well, is to make sure that they find mentors and a creative community where they can come and share their challenges and also get feedback feedback on their work because I just think uh, we become the best creatives and designers possible by uh, working with others.
1: What's the benefit of having creative community as a creative person?
0: Yeah well so I mean essentially we get to bounce ideas off of each other. Creatives in and of themselves like in the creative archetype we can sometimes isolate ourselves and sometimes we lack like confidence or um, we can be a little bit sheepish about charging properly for our services. So I think when we're in community, it inspires us and also supports us to charge what we're worth and then also helps us just evolve and be better. So when you're learning graphic design, it's essential that you're getting feedback from um, a more skilled designer so that you can understand what you're doing right and what you're not, you know, what you can improve upon so that you can become a better designer. Essentially, great design doesn't necessarily happen in a vacuum. So the more that we can you know, be around each other, A, the more fun we have, but B, the higher quality of our work is, and then C, the more uh, we grow as entrepreneurs to be able to find our target market and our next clients.
1: In the beginning, a uh, graphic designer or a creative person, they're afraid to charge more what they're worth. So how they can know what's their value of their work, the creative thing they're creating.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is hard when you're first beginning, Um, you need to build up your skill set to a certain level, you know, to be able to provide the services and packages that clients might need. So in my online course, I teach a very specific service package that designers can then sell. Um, And that's only a 12 week process. And I'm able to help guide them towards creating their offerings and their packages. But there's not necessarily like a baseline, you know, cost I could tell you to every designer out there because I need to understand their niche and their skill set so that they can go from there. Um, But what I would recommend is evaluating your skill set. So what are you good at? What do you want to provide to your clients? I would look at your market. Are you working with individuals? Are you working with businesses? So you can evaluate what sort of budgets that they have and just start having dialogues with your customers. I even in my intake forms ask them what their budget for a project is. And that helps, uh, especially in the beginning, gauge, you know, what what sort of budgets are available for different types of design projects.
1: So how they can charge more when they're growing?
0: Yeah. So what I recommend is that you package your services. I see a lot of designers on like Fiverr, or Upwork, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, maybe offering like a business card design or like one-off, you know, project. Yeah. I definitely recommend creating packages so that you have more value that you're providing your client. So then it's not just a pretty business card. It becomes about creating an entire brand for them so that they can monetize off of that and have actual ROI. So again, that's what I teach in my course so that students then also have the verbiage to be able to share the value with their client or their prospects of what they'll actually be getting from those design services. So it's very important as designers that we understand the value that our design work provides for our clients and that we're able to communicate that to them um, is again, it's not just about creating something pretty. It's about communicating effectively through the design that we create to a target market.
1: I personally prefer to charge based on the hats based on the clients. Uh, so what's your opinion about it? So if you create a package, you're fixing the. What do you say? amount actually so the same work can be valuable for someone you're doing the same thing uh, it can be valuable for someone else less valuable and some for someone is more valuable so based on their value the client's value it may vary the price may vary so what's your opinion about it
0: yeah i mean it's a very abstract question so we're yeah. talking a very big generalization yeah. so yeah. you need to evaluate your prospect and yes you you know that what you charge... A solopreneur mom, you know, who is just starting her business compared to, you know, a large corporation, they absolutely should be different. But I encourage my students to define their niche. So who they're working with before they create their packages and their cost um, so that then they have some clarity. So niching is really important so that you can stand out from the crowd. So, you know, do you want to work with solopreneurs or do you want to work with large companies? You know, in my agency, we work with a lot of NGOs and nonprofits. They generally have budgets for marketing and graphic design. And I, I'm aware of, you know, kind of the the scope of availability for budgets in those areas. And then, yes, I price accordingly.
1: (laughs) Okay. How can you identify, uh, I'm not getting the word, high-end graphics designers, high-end creative people? How, How can someone identify?
0: It's all about you creating a system for your business. So instead of a a client coming to you and saying, I want A, B, and C, you create a system of services and products that you provide for your client, and you carry them through that process. So it's more so designers learning to lead the process very efficiently and strongly so that their clients feel comfortable in that space. Uh, People are willing to pay more when they're guided very clearly through a process. And again, you need to make sure you package your products and offer something that's valuable to a client. Um, A whole brand that includes logos and a brand book and, you know, the opportunity to create brand equity over time is going to be much more valuable than one-off business cards or a one-off poster. So in my agency, we brand our clients for 10 years, you know, so they're able to actually monetize off of the brands that we create for them. And it's a one-time cost. So as long as you're able to articulate that to clients, um, that helps them understand the value of the work. So I think it's really shifting into owning our business processes and instead of letting clients come to us and just dictate what we're creating for them. So you need to have a business head about you as you create your, your collateral for your clients to make sure that they're actually what's needed for, you know, like I said, I work for a lot of NGOs and nonprofits and smaller businesses. So I have a lot of insight into what those particular business needs are so that I'm supplying the right assets for them. So they're actually being effective.
1: That was nice. So as a graphics designer, how can I, how can anyone improve their creative skills?
0: Well, I would recommend taking my course. It's a 12-week course, and we uh, go through the design skills, the business skills, and the marketing and sales skills in an authentic way. Um, and that's the most condensed version of what I can find to address all three. But there's a variety of ways. Um, I would recommend finding a mentor in some capacity. There's a lot of great Facebook groups for graphic designers um, so that you have someone that you can go do and ask questions of. You can post in these groups. Um, you also, you know, for me, I got a traditional degree. I got my master's in graphic design. I think we're moving out of those times. It's not what I recommend anymore. I think there's much more efficient ways to learn high conceptual graphic design in the commercial world. Because with my degree, I did not learn the business skills and I didn't learn the marketing and sales. So I still had to learn that outside of my traditional degree. So um, yeah, potentially finding a mentor or some of these you know, Facebook groups or otherwise Uh, Here in America, we have organizations that are dedicated towards design, like AIGA. There's different variations of that around the world. So there's events going on, there's um, speakers, there's online events. Um, There's also like Design Week around America as well, where, you know, there'll be a lot of different events. So I just recommend getting involved so that you can start um, connecting with people and any of these social media platforms, you should be able to find people that are dedicating their content towards designers.
1: Get a mentor and surround yourself with the pe- designers, basically, right?
0: Yeah, cre- creatives, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're professors. specifically working on graphic design, then I would recommend yeah. that you're in some sort of groups that support the evolution of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, we actually go to go to Facebook and find groups and join them and see the other posts, what to figure out. I'm also into the, gra- not actually graphic design, I'm branding. So I can relate a lot of things. Do you prefer to work individually or as a team? As a part of a team.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's times where I just want to kind of create on my own and, um, but then I think it's important to bring that design work to some sort of community so you can get reflection. Um, or I step away from my work and come back when my head is clear to see how it's translating. But I always enjoy working in some collaborative sense. Um, at this point in my career, I work as a creative director. So I'm actually leading my team. And I'm able to give them feedback and you know direct them in towards the work and help, help them evolve it to the next level. So that's a place that I enjoy working in. Um, I'm doing a little less of the everyday design and a little more of the creative direction. So I really enjoy that.
1: How to handle negative feedback?
0: Feedback from clients? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so the process that I create, it actually front ends all of the interactions with clients to negate any sort of negative experience. I think it's very important to communicate effectively with your design work and present your work in a particular way. I also teach that in my course so that you can have effective interactions with your clients. You A, want to be really open to any feedback that they give you, but you have to teach clients often had to give feedback because not everybody is as versed as we are in giving and receiving feedback. So it's hard for the everyday person. So I try to teach my clients that negative and positive feedback is always a part of the process and any of it helps support the evolution of the project. And I always try to give them confidence that we will get there as long as they're honest with me each step of the way. So when I present work, I offer very specific questions that then they can respond to um, And I never um, reply defensively. You always wanna be open to their feedback. Maybe you're gonna direct them in a different way, um, but it's important that they feel heard. And then maybe you execute one of their ideas and you know it's not the best, but then you you also do a different direction that could be better and you help show them why that might be a better solution, so.
1: That's a nice way. What should be a graphic designer's mindset? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Another very large, you know, overarching question. I would argue that having a growth mindset is very important. So just remembering that we always can evolve our skill set and remaining curious to the world and to learning more and not getting stuck in our ways. I think creatives in general were quite growth mindset oriented. Like we're curious about the world. Um, so yeah, that compared to like a fixed mindset where we feel like we can't improve or we can't get better. So one example of that is a lot of people will say that they can't draw. Well, you can simply learn how to draw. Like it's a skill that you can learn. Some people are more naturally talented at being good at that at a younger age, but there's no reason why we can't learn any of the skill sets that we desire. So a growth mindset informs us that we always can learn something new. So for example, I learned web design 10 years ago. You know, I'm not like naturally a coder. I don't, code anymore, but I did learn it, you know, and I learned it's not necessarily my favorite thing in the world. So I now have a development team, but it's neat to know that we have that ability as individuals and creatives. And I think that just helps us to um, remember that we can always learn new things, especially around the business and the marketing side of our businesses.
1: I actually know a little bit about web designing. Uh, I would say it's like my company creates web development websites and I don't know how to code.
0: Yeah. And that's all right. You know, there's a lot of different ways to put together agencies. Um, you don't have to know every single part, you know, an agency like mine, I have about 10 team members and we have a design and development team. And now, yeah, I'm hands off with the development too, because people can just do it much more efficiently than I can. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, uh, while we're studying we are afraid to ask are we afraid to charge i have seen a lot my friends have i have lots of friends are charging around for work they are charging 50 to 100 bucks uh, so for those people who are afraid to charge or they actually don't know what how should they charge what would you say about them so for them
0: yeah, I think you need to find your niche, you know, mm-hmm. when you feel connected to a particular niche, then you have some sort of value proposition in that industry that is going to give you more value than others. So for me, I have my undergrads in environmental education, I ended up working for a lot of outdoor uh, companies and environmental organizations that I had a unique connection to. And, you know, of course, I have the creative skills as well. So that gave me a bit more of a positioning but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mindset. You have to grow into like learning how to charge. And I think that's a very important thing to have community around. Um, I took business courses to start learning how to package my services and understand how to do this in a way that would work effectively. Um, yeah, I also wouldn't charge $50 for a logo. So, like, I this is why I try to train designers to be high end designers as long as we're providing conceptual graphic design work. Um, so, nothing stock or, you know, it all needs to be customized for the project. There are people that want those services. We just have to challenge ourselves to package it correctly, find the market that we have some sort of connection to, and then um, work with them through a process that gives them something of value. So it's it's a bit of a process. I, there's nothing I could tell you today that's going to be the secret trick to charging more. I just would try not to mimic other designers. I would try to understand who you are as a designer so that you can find your unique selling proposition to an industry of your choice um, that will help you stand out. And I promise you that all of us have that differentiation. We just have to find it. So that's what I work with my students on in my course as well.
1: How can a designer market themselves?
0: Another very large question. And it, it, it depends, you know, what we're looking at. Are we're looking at an individual freelancer or an agency, I recommend that all freelancers start with organic marketing on social media um, with a solid web portfolio that clearly states who you work with and what sort of service you provide. That's something a lot of portfolio uh, sites lack. They're just showcasing work, but it doesn't inform the everyday viewer what they're actually selling. So that's why you need to have a business mindset as a designer to ensure that you're not just splattering work out there, but you're instead differentiating yourself and finding, I keep saying the word niche, but like you need mm-hmm. to be clear with your audience so that there's a clear translation there. Essentially, when people land on your website within five seconds, they should know whether they are in the right spot or not. So, um, you know i say i offer iconic brands for ngos and nonprofits you know very simple it doesn't have to be very complicated but you know um i have a small book publishing company that's a totally different company and you know so over there we say we offer you know high end book design for authors and So those are the types of niches that you can find. Again, the design process is very similar in the book company as it is to the branding, but I differentiated the two and that allows me to market it a lot more effectively because then I can find those target audience people um, specifically on these platforms. So I can go for the book company, I can go to an author Facebook group page And I can see who needs book designs and I can start dialoguing with them and I can offer value in those groups. And I would recommend offering value before you start marketing yourself um, so that you're starting a relationship with people. So it's not about DMing people and telling them what services you have. It just doesn't work. We all get that on LinkedIn. Um, It's more about cultivating a community. So be posting, be posting about what you're excited about and how your work helps other people and showcase the type of work that you you want more of you know and really focus on that
1: what's the value of a portfolio as a designer
0: Yes. Yeah, so as a freelancer, we typically have individual aesthetics as a designer. Yeah. So our portfolio should reflect that. Um, I don't believe in doing spec work. So if a client comes to you and wants you to try work, I, you know, they want like a, you to design something for free. I would not recommend that. You instead want a portfolio that clearly showcases your aesthetic and the type of work that you do. Um, within that portfolio, though, you do need to demonstrate more of the, the commercial side of it and make sure you're being clear about who you work with and what those services are. Are. So try to sit as, as a non-designer when you're viewing your portfolio and see if it's translating. I like to do case studies in my portfolio. So it showcases the before and the after and why a client came to me, the process that we provided for them, and then the outcome, including aspects of the ROI, you know? So I'll say yeah. stuff like this particular client earned back their investment for branding within six months because, you know, they were able to utilize... An effective branding process that help position them more effectively. So that also requires dialoguing with your clients about um, how your design work helps improve their business.
1: What if someone don't have portfolio?
0: Then you can, so if you're just starting out, you need to find a way to produce work. Um, So you can work with family or friends. I um you know you can charge less you know as you're starting out to to start building that portfolio you can work on fictitious projects um you can go to nonprofits and you could brand them for free you know um to be able to uh, you know add value and contribute i just would be very intentional about it so i've heard of some people offering like you know free logos to 75 people like that's ridiculous instead focus on a few really quality projects and excel at it and make sure you get a testimonial from the person you worked with, treat it like a real world project. I even would have a contract if you're gonna do anything for free so that they understand and treat you professionally through the process and you have a really solid outcome. Um, In my course, we also address that challenge because some people don't have portfolio work. So there's ways to build that up um, effectively. You don't need A ton of portfolio work to be effective in your marketing. Um, So, you know, even if you can put together three to five really quality case studies that can help you achieve and land new clients.
1: How can someone get their first client?
0: I recommend figuring out what niche you want to be in. So it all starts with understanding who you want to work with and what sort of projects you want to be doing. So it's a bit too vague of a question for me to answer without understanding someone's background or what did they train in? You know, what is their skill set? So... I spend a lot of time in understanding my students niche so that we can position them correctly. Um, but organic marketing is a great place to start, but you need to know what industry you want to be working with. So being very vague and saying, I work with, you know, business people and I do their logos. Like it's not clear enough. You need to get very clear about what sort of projects you want to be working on. Um, and then you need to hang out where those people are hanging out and start having conversations and, um, depending on the quality of your portfolio uh your first client could um come in a couple different ways but you can position yourself very well on upwork as a high-end designer um and and get your first few projects through somewhere like there as well it's pretty easy to create your portfolio on upwork i just would do it in a pretty strategic way so that you're niche and you don't look like every other general graphic designer out there
1: how can someone stand out as a graphic designer
0: it all leads to like branding yourself effectively. So you need to find your niche and you need to find the service that you provide, and then you will stand out. But um, it's important that you differentiate yourself uh, from the, you know, masses of designers that are out there or DIY people who are making, you know, stuff, (laughs) Uh, you you need to showcase why you have value, you know, so you need to figure out where that value is as a designer first. um, And then you really need to create that we call it a brand promise. So who do you help? Like, what result do you give them? And what is the aspirational outcome that they achieve? So I would recommend spending some time on that stuff before you're going out and just saying, like, I make logos, you know, because that's, that's focuses too much on the logo and not enough on this. Like you could be providing these really amazing brand packages that could be worth triple the amount of a logo all by itself, and because there's so much more value there, you're actually helping your clients, you know, position themselves in the market and be more effective. So you always need to be thinking about how you can give your clients more value, and that will allow you to find avenues to dialogue with them. Um, yeah, to be able to to sell the packages that you want to.
1: What's your best advice for a graphic designer? Mm
0: -hmm. I think just making sure you find community so that you're always growing is important as a designer. We don't want to get stagnant and we need to stay um, up with, you know, the different design trends that are going on with you know what's going on in the world. So it's just important to have community around that and be showing up in that community. And it's usually pretty uplifting to be a part of. So I think it's pretty easy to do these, these days. So that's not a hard first step to take. And then you're constantly around other people that are trying to do the same thing that you're doing.
1: Okay, we are almost at the end. So where can our listener find you? where can our listeners find you
0: yeah sure so my platform is called livelargecollective.com collective.com and that's where i teach students um right now we're going through our first version of the high-end graphic design blueprint where i teach everything from zero to monetizing in 12 weeks related to graphic design business and marketing but I'd love to offer your followers an opportunity to join my free masterclass. Um, it's called How to Become a High-End Graphic Designer. And you'll learn a lot more about what we've talked about today yeah. to help evolve you on your journey and and really create, you know, get a little bit more detailed and actually creating your business platform to support you making more premium prices as a designer. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll link you guys. I'll give you a link for that. And um, you guys yeah. can sign up
1: yeah i will add the show links to the show notes uh any last words for our listeners
0: i don't think so just thanks for your time and stay curious that's the hallmark of being a creative and a designer in this world so i appreciate your time
1: okay so that's how we ended thanks for joining us today hit the subscribe button and if you're listening this on apple podcast please leave a review This will really help us to make our future episodes better. Have a question in mind, go to sonofersi.co/ask and submit your question. We see every submission and we might answer it in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. We will see you on Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great week.